Marvelites, welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 138. I am Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M. Come back from so many different places I've been, and I, I don't think I've been on the show for four months, maybe? Yeah. Uh, and I'm joined by... Marvel.com editor Ben Morris, happy to welcome back some stability to the program. Last week was a lot of fun. I want to thank Lorraine Sink for being the special guest Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. Good. She was very good. And we also had uh, intern Ian, who's here again. How you doing? Hi, Ian. Hey, Ben. It's a nice... Uh, what, kind of, what, what, what style shirt are you sporting today? Uh, I'm wearing one of my favorite Hawaiian shirts. Yep. Yeah, you'll see a lot more of those. It's, <laughs> it's Tuesday as we record this. <laughs> so Ian has no rhyme or reason, but that's why we like him. He's an outside-the-box thinker, and uh, he's back on the show. So, this is, of course, the official podcast of all things Marvel, would you say, Ryan? I would say so. Uh, we talk about comics, we talk about movies, we talk about video games, and everything in between. This week, we've got a This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club with Marvel Boy, which I read on the train this morning, and it's a very fascinating piece of work. I'm anxious to get into it with you and with the peeps. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, I meant to bring my uh, iPad. Uh, I sound like an old uh, Yiddish man. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, so, Ian, be a dear. Go to my desk <laughs> and grab. It's uh, My iPad has yeah. uh, like a chibi Marvel type cover on it. You'll see the, yeah. the plug on top of it. Just bring it back. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on this with is, that. This is, yeah, so it. this is in action. I like yep. that. Be a dear. Yeah. Can you use that more? Yep. More. It's, you know, being in England, yeah. you're, you're, you're just... But they're very polite. Are we going to talk about your experiences when we get to the news portion? Uh, not really. I can't talk about much of it. Do you want to just we'll talk see. about your cultural experiences yes. of going to England? Definitely. And going. spending four days with Stromy. Oh, God. It's like <laughs> two different countries. All right. Well, anyways, before we get to any of that, we got to talk about the comics on sale this week. We got some good ones, um, beginning with Avengers number 31, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Lanil Yu. This is an original Sin tie-in. That doesn't have too much to do with original Sin. Uh, put that up front, but still really fun. The Avengers are hurtling forward in time because the time gem is busted. They now end up in a world like hundreds and hundreds of years in the future. Hawkeye's fallen off, but we still got Cap, Thor, Hyperion, Starbrand, Black Widow. This issue focuses a lot on Black Widow, a little on Captain America as they get captured by pseudo-future versions of themselves. I'm really enjoying seeing these mm -hmm. kind of weird, inspired-by-the-character versions this is a future where Ultron has taken over. We don't actually see Ultron. We're informed he has taken over. There's some interesting, smart Jonathan Hickman X stuff as far as, you know, machines versus man, robots versus free will. Uh, a lot of neat stuff. When you really turning it on, getting a chance to stretch his muscles, and the story keeps propelling forward as the Avengers keep going forward through time, but yet more. Yes. Uh, Avengers World number 8 by Nick Spencer and art by Marco Cacchetto. And colors by Andre Mosa. Um, so this, you know, the this Avengers squad is down in this netherworld region, the City of the Dead. And uh, we revealed last issue that Morgan Le Fay is back. And she's up to... Better than ever. Yeah. Uh, she's got this crazy dress on that leaves very little she's to the always, imagination. She always wears that. Yeah, she That's is, her thing. It's a, it's, it's a thing. Yep. Uh, so she's throwing some creatures at the Avengers and... You know, Hawkeye and Spider-Woman have great banter, and Nightmask is just freaking cool. Poor Starbrand is, like, one of the most powerful characters we have, yet totally out of his element, totally out of his depth. And he's just, like, 
He's knackered, as they yeah, say. In England. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, probably. Uh, speaking of England, we've got this uh, European. Oh, this is of, great. Uh, this new team of heroes. Are they new? I don't know any yeah, of these. Yeah, they're new. Okay. I mean, uh, Black aside Knight's from, yeah, old. Yeah, Black Knight, who, uh, you know, an Avengers mainstay, mm -hmm. uh, who is not English. Which no, they talk about, but he hangs out in England yeah, all the time. Totally, uh, his, his crew consists of Tumult, Sliver, Tiger, and Mikhail Zamorska, the Baby Killer. Right, um, and Swordwoman, who's not. Oh on yeah, that Swordwoman's page. not on this page. I like yeah. Swordwoman. Swordwoman's great. Yep. Um, Daughter of the Swords. Yeah, very cool team. Uh, very, you know, the bad things are going to probably happen to them. That's kind of keeping in the what they're doing in Avengers World, because last issue we had Falcon and the Chinese team, and now we have yep. Black Knight and the British team, you know, yep. really establishing this uh, This is an Avengers world. Yeah, and they're all going to be needed to take on Morgan Le Fay as yeah. we go forward. Daredevil, number four by Mark Wade and Chris Somney, one of the consistently in and out, just best books out there. Um, cool cover, where you have the silhouette of an owl, has the owl is the villain of this story but daredevil on the inside very neat um issue number four wrapping up kind of the first arc of the new daredevil status quo in san francisco matt having to team up with slash fight the shroud to take down the owl but we also have these cool in-between scenes of matt um out in the world with kirsten at some sort of dinner you know they're really getting in and enjoying the uh, the Italian flavor of San Francisco. Um, but I like these, these girls want to take selfies with him because he's famous. Uh, really, the art on full display. Uh, Shroud gives Chris Somni a lot of stuff to play with as far as his darkness powers, as far as using silhouettes and stuff like that. And, of course, Javier Rodriguez steps it up with the colors, whether it's the muted blue of the Shroud, the bright red of Daredevil, all contrasted with the stuff the Owl's going after. And the Owl has a major upgrade by the end of this issue. So a lot of good stuff coming from the Daredevil team. We would expect nothing less. Electra, number three, one of my favorite books out these days, Ooh, yeah. uh, written by G. Hayden Blackman, and art by Mike Del Mundo, who was on my Marvel Limited Plus panel mm. at Special Edition this weekend. Um, and Electra is... Traveling to Shi Chang, uh, a city that was built a thousand years ago and flooded in 1959. Uh, really cool place. She is um, she's looking for Cape Crow, this master assassin killer yeah. dude. Uh, but she's not the only one. She's with his son. Uh, they're looking to find him because also this probably my new favorite villain, Bloody Lips. I really like it. Yeah, so is that his name? Officially? Yeah, I learned that no, from right. Mike on the he panel. He, is it he officially been Lips. named there? Or Mike I don't just know, knows but he name. just calls him Bloody Lips. So I, I'm calling him Bloody I Lips like, too. I like him a lot. Yeah, Bloody Lips is awesome. He eats Anything he eats, he gains the strength and the memories and the powers of whatever he eats. So he's like eating a dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, that montage of his memories from all the different assassins. Yeah, that's, that's so he's, the money shot, he's got Scalp Hunter, and he's got a little bit of Electra because he tasted her blood. Mm -hmm. He's got Lady Bullseye. He's got Bullseye Bullseye. Uh, bullseye yeah. Bullseye. Yeah, so much Bullseye. Um, but it's, I mean, it, it's terrific. And you really want to pour over all the pages, you know, really step back. Like this two-page spread I'm looking at right now, you can see it's the outline of Bloody Lips' uh, yeah. headdress over here. Super cool stuff, and I asked uh, I asked Mike how it's you know written. Does Hayden Blackman like do a lot of two page spreads in his scripts, and or does it come from him? And it's like it's a lot of collaboration, but he really draws big. Uh, he really writes it so an artist such as uh, Mike can draw like crazy big stuff. 
there's a lot of battling in here, and they're underwater, and then uh, some really creepy stuff by the end. Yeah, um, I'm loving Electro. Oh my god, really, it's really so good. Book. George A. Romero's Empire of the Dead, number five. This is the conclusion of Act One. We have some intrigue going on. Uh, Xavier returns and opens up to the our ostensible heroes, um, Penny and Paul, a new potential army of the undead. Meanwhile, the mayor is trying to consolidate his power base by kind of dealing with his nephew, Bill, but Bill could be more trouble than he is worth. And also, we get these newcomers from the South who are trying to rise again, as the South always does, and they could throw another twist into the whole Empire of the Dead landscape. Mm-mm-mm. All right, Iron Man number 28, which is, I believe, the final part of Rings of the Mandarin. Yes, I, the last, like, three parts I have thought were the final yeah, part, but this, this is, is the final, final part. Written by Karen Gillan, who I uh, had dinner and drinks with when oh. I was in England. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't know he was in town. No. Well, you were in his town. I was in his town. Uh, Joe Bennett uh, on pencils, along with Cliff Richards. Um, this is a great, big, you know, action-packed ending to this storyline. Tony and Arno... Uh, are battling the final ring bearers and and just pretty much stomping a mud hole in them and taking their rings uh, like taking candy from a baby. Uh, bad things happen to the the Mandarin ring holders uh, in this, and some things are revealed. Uh, some there's a shot in here. This I went whoa! I oh, got yeah. really surprised Ooh. by that, but oof, it was I was happy that it didn't go down the way it seemed. Um, uh, What's her name? Red Peril. Red Peril. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to see more of her. I definitely want to see more of her, especially after, you know, just she has her little... Yep. Little gift she gets. Yeah. Uh, we get to see back to Svartalheim and uh, Malekith. Yeah. He's got something going on. I don't... I don't ugh, even know. Ugh, I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, there's a very ominous ending to this book, which it's a very positive note, but yeah. it's also very ominous, which is... Iron Man's going to some dark places. Yeah. It's got original sin up next, and then Ooh. who knows after that. Yeah. Uh, and over now to Iron Patriot by Alesh Kott and Gary Brown. And um, it's this is a tough one for the Rhodes clan. Yep. Uh, James Rhodes' father is getting beaten up and tortured. James Rhodes' niece is getting... Uh, she's sh- my favorite. Yeah, she's awesome. She's Great like, character. She's, she's trying to escape and help at the same time. She's, you know commandeered a laptop found herself in a bathroom and she's helping uh she's helping her family yep and it's, she's really smart really cool and it looks like Rhodes is going to be put james Rhodes is going to be put into a tough spot yep. come, going forward all right holy crap you guys nova number 18 original sin tie-in uh written by jerry duggan art by david baldion this book is all about velocity and how much you can pack into it because they're like four separate storylines and they're all great just the way it ping-ponged around and they did everything we start out with you know sam alexander family stuff all good doing what it is and i love this new uh way david baldion who really has a great issue david baldion i feel like yeah. owned nova in this issue his new way of showing how sam changes into nova but then the moment like a lot of us have kind of been waiting for when is this going to come is that sam goes to visit uatu and he finally finds out that Uatu is dead. Um, his reaction, uh, the way it's drawn, the way it's written, and then his immediate thought is just like, I need to go find the Avengers. I need to go into the... And just dives into Original Sin, where the Avengers are fighting the Mindless Ones and Exterminatrix. Uh, 
And you get this mix between Sam being completely unsure and upset because his friends died, but then wanting to put on a good face in front of the other heroes. So you get like a mix of dialogue between him being really funny and really like bold and then him being really distraught and really like desperate and him insisting that like, you know, his friend is dead. He needs to be the one to land the final punch against the person who killed him. But with Thor around and Captain America around, he just gets lost in the shuffle. Uh, he just has this anger and, you know, all the other heroes are written great. And then finally, on top of all this, the secret bomb goes off and Sam learns something about his dad that then just devastates him by the end of this issue. So all that I just mentioned is all great. The guest stars are phenomenal. Jerry writes the guest stars well. And again, David Baldion just owns this issue, draws all the heroes well, really gets a great take on Nova where he looks like a teenager wearing a Nova costume. Um, the action is phenomenal. David Curiel on colors tore this up because there's so many heroes and so many energy signatures. But, man, you got pathos, you got action, you got great art, great character stuff. Big fan of Nova number 18. Just thought this one had it all. That was terrific. Yeah. Uh, Original Sin number four, another book that has it all. Jason Aaron wrote it. Mike Diodato drew the hell out of it. You know, I want to see Mike draw all the characters mm. he draws, but particularly when he draws Wolverine and Hulk, it's like the best thing ever. Right. He does a mean-ass Hulk. Um, and so the end of last issue, we saw that uh, Winter Soldier killed Nick Fury and decapitated what? him. What was that it was like about? crazy. So that sends us careening into this. You've got all these disparate teams um, who have been working for Fury. You've got Moon Knight, Gamora, and Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange and Punisher, Black Panther, Emma Frost, Ant-Man, and... Well, they're not working for Fury. They're working for the mysterious boss. Right. Well... Right. Yes. Uh, so we get Just to... Saying. We get to all... Well, they thought they were working for Fury. Yes. Um, we didn't know that. Just trying to stay linear, man. Yeah, I, I can't stay linear. I know you don't. Uh, anyway, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on there. Their investigations are all leading them to one pivotal point, and that's what this issue is all about. Them coming together, trying to beat up each other in some instances. Uh, it's great. Winter Soldier fights with Fury's severed head, yeah. which is just <laughs> creepy. And you got the orb. We should clarify, not fights like has a fight with, like fights with, that is his weapon. He uses weapon. it as his yes. weapon, yeah. That is yeah. his... his instrument of destruction yeah. the orb is just terrific I, you know Jason just loves writing loves that writing character the orb. although fun fact uh, he was not the one who wanted the orb in this series what yes I was talking with Brevoort the other day and Tom suggested he's like hey we're doing a series about you know eyes we should have the orb in there and Jason said no nah, I can't do that I put him in all my projects like it's too corny and, he, and Tom goes well if people are expecting it anyways just give them what they want so <laughs> Tom had to convince Jason to put the orb in Original Sin Humph. Yeah. who knew um, I did. Yeah, Still I know. Did. I got that. Uh, we got some great dialogue in here. Uh, Rocket Raccoon shows up. That was uh, great. Yeah, it's Rocket really... and Punisher. Rocket Come and Punisher, on. terrific. What a dream team. Uh, Ant Man and Doctor Strange chatting. It's yeah. terrific. And we get the big, big, big revelation yeah. by the end of this issue. Lots of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Speaking of lots of stuff, Punisher number seven, written by Nathan Edmondson. A little help. This issue by Kevin Moore and art by Carmen Canero. Uh, not so much a done-in-one, but a, a step away from what's been going on in Punisher after getting the crap kicked out of him in L.A. He ends up in Mexico because he basically just hopped on top of a bus and the bus took him to Mexico. Uh, gets captured by a drug lord who knows who he is, is going to ransom him off, treats him pretty horribly. We get a little insight into how the Punisher survives. Um, was that... 
Was that the lunch bell? What's yeah. going on? I don't, even, I don't yeah. even know. Uh, we have a little sitting now. The Punisher survives. He meets a friend, a uh, fellow prisoner, and they try to hatch an escape plan. Meanwhile, Crossbones is a coming, and Nathan writes a really badass Crossbones. Crossbones has been showing up a lot of places. Sometimes he's, you know, legit. Sometimes he's a joke, but here he is very legit. And Punisher and his buddy are now on the run, underarmed, trying to get away from Crossbones and get the hell out of where they're at. Yes. Thor number 23, Wait, Thor God of I... Thunder. Oh, you have a Silver Surfer? Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Getting all, you were getting all, you know, perturbed. Yeah. No, so I know. Yeah. Uh, well, first, before Go. we get to our, our Thor, yeah. uh, we've got Silver Surfer number three by Dan Slott, Mike Allred, and Colors by Laura Allred. Uh, it's freaking crazy and weird and funny and uh, really funny, uh, very heartfelt. Uh, the new character in here, the foil for Silver Surfer, Dawn Greenwood. Oh, she's, she's great. She's terrific. Oh, character find of 2014. She's so great. Her and... Uh, the James Rhodes' niece and yes. that guy from Avengers World with the crazy name. Yes. Pavlov, Kebab the Bob. Yeah. Uh, so we've got, you know, Silver Surfer trying to save uh, a whole bunch of people, trying to save this abstract of the universe, uh, trying to save Dawn. Trying, Silver Surfer is trying to be the hero that everyone needs him to be. Um, but, you know, he has to seemingly sacrifice some stuff to do it but he's awesome he's capable of doing the impossible there's some uh three stooges stuff in here <laughs> there's um you know eternity being really awesome like i i love the the cosmic abstracts yeah i do too you know and we don't see enough of them we don't uh, but i guess that's the point because if we see too much of them they won't be special yes yeah so it's a great you know end to the first little arc we get to establish so much and i think it's uh it's a very upbeat very positive very fun book yeah excited to see where they go from here now that they've got the status quo kind of down thor god of thunder number 23 written by jason aaron art by asad rabik wrapping up last days of midgard we've got a battle on two fronts in the present thor has to take on not only the minotaur the big bad of rocks on he's also got to take on ulik and the dwarves um not the dwarves the trolls um, and Asad Rabik just draws the hell out of this. And meanwhile, in the future, Galactus, who is like on fire and missing his face and just been torn apart by the uh, the girls of thunder, um, has to contend with Thor, King Thor, coming back with the God Butcher's weapon. So this is just fight, fight, fight. Um, not there's character development within the action, but really just awesome fight scenes drawn as only Esad can. Great sound effects. Great colors by Eve Sorcina and Jason just doing what he does best, propelling this book forward. Major consequences, not just for Thor and characters, but also for a location near and dear to Thor's heart. Thunderbolts number 27, new creative team, writers Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Yes, that is their real names. Uh, come on the book. Carlo Barberi, back on art. This is part one of The Punisher versus Thunderbolts. Uh, I kind of like this concept of the Avengers are fighting a big menace in New York, and the Thunderbolts are in the background taking out assassins trying to shoot the Avengers. So it's like the Thunderbolts have their own crazy thing going on. The Thunderbolts track down the people who are out to get the Avengers. Uh, it turns out to be an old Captain America villain. There's some mind control. There's some hallucinating. All sorts of crazy stuff going on. Acker and Blacker continue the kind of dark humor that we liked from Charles Soule. 
uh, particularly from Deadpool. Deadpool gets a chance to shine this issue in a cool kind of way. And the Punisher makes a decision by the end of the book that will lead to the name of this arc, which once again is The Punisher versus The Thunderbolts. All right, over to Ultimate FF, number three, written by Josh Fialkov, with art by Mario Guevara, and uh, it says Tom Grummet. Maybe Tom yeah. did, like, layouts? Tom's been in and out of that book. I know there are a few different... No, art, I don't think art, Tom's art actually on... Yeah. I can't tell. It didn't look like any of Tom's art on here, but the Andre Arujo... Oh, all right. Arujo yeah, I saw him in there. ...takes sure. the last couple pages, uh, which is what I noticed. Um, you've got this ragtag group, this wacky... Namor and Doom and Invisible Woman and Falcon uh, below dealing with the Lemurians. Oh, and Iron Man, of course, dealing with the Lemurians. And um, <laughs> Namor's, you know, very angry ex-wife, girlfriend, wife. Yeah. And um, up top you've got Coulson and Machine Man, which is just wackiness up there. It's a very wacky book, a very Josh Fialkov book, mm -hmm. which I love. And um, some some big stuff happens to the main characters of this book right by the end, and then we get introduced to someone else. Yeah. Who uh, is it? The same Captain Marvel? Yes, it's okay. the same guy we've been seeing like every few months who keeps getting dropped off in some crappy dimension by Josh Fialco. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, uh, Uncanny X Men number twenty two, written by Brian Michael Bendis and art by Chris Pachalo. Uh So this is a big one where everything comes to a head for all these uh, all the mutants banding together, trying to figure out why everything is trying to kill them. Mm. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. has just gone crazy. Maria Hill has no control. And we find out who does have control here. Yep. And uh, it was crazy revelation. I wasn't expecting that character Me to be neither. the one uh, who, no. who does everything. Um, but also cool. If you're Makes an old-school X-Men, I, I guess it's kind of old-school at this point. Mm. Yeah, that's sad. Some, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you've been reading the X-Men for a while, it, it was neat. And um, we got our Dazzler back. Uh, yeah, Dazzler's makes, pretty badass. Yeah, so she, she makes a bold uh, statement towards the end, which is pretty great. And uh, the the character who can control like automobiles and hijack, hijack. He this is his issue to shine. I dig baby. it. He's great. All right, wrapping up, we got Wolverine the X Men number five, written by Jason Latour, art by Mahmoud Azrar. A lot of this issue is basically the Jean Grey school protecting itself from Faithful John. Right after this weird non sequitur dupe scene, which is amazing. And I, and I was trying. I was reading this. I was like, did I miss something? I, last I issue? thought the same thing. Like dupe. There's two pages of the game where dupe finds an old guy who's shot up full of ninja stars and then gets a motorcycle with a tiger. And I'm not even making any of that up. It's so great. It, so I love it. I want that. Yeah, we'll see where that. Issues. We'll see where that goes. Even if it's that's the first two pages of every issue, then great. It's telling its own little separate story. Yeah. But back to the Jean Grey school, the students have to fight off Faithful John, a guy that the main X-Men have had trouble with, so that's pretty impressive on their part. Phantom X is still there, and he tries to prove... Oh, God! Yes! Oh, oh my God! Yes! That was a big one. Jesus. Nick, <laughs> Nick Lowe, how are you doing, buddy? Lost a year of his life right there. I'm, I'm doing well. I'll Hi, get everybody. it back. everybody. How's it going? It's going well, man. What are we reading here? Reading oh, yeah. Best your, your old first haunts. couple pages. Right? What's We're just talking ever. You're not on this book. No, what's the deal? Best first couple pages of all time. Yeah, <laughs> what's, it all, what's it all mean? You're gonna have to just wait and see. I'm, I'm not gonna uh, spoil man, that for you. I'm not gonna spoil that for you. Oh, Nick, how, how you doing? Great is that book though? It's really good, man. Really good. Awesome. Mahmoud Arzrar, one of the all new young guns. One of the all new young guns. He's terrific, just terrific. And of course, Jason Latour. Mm -hmm. Let's not underestimate that. Mm -mm. Yeah. 
So See? how are we doing? What do we got? Where are we? All right, let's, we're, let's, we're almost done with Kevin Zoo. We're, we're almost done with the books. Did you make your picks of the week? Not, Not yet. yet. No. Okay. You want you want to throw some? You want let's to throw see. Some let me let me look. These are the ones you've gone through. Those are the ones I went through. Those are the ones Brian went through. Tom Book Avengers. Blah. Yeah. Oh, Daredevil. Good. Yeah. Stuff. Right. This which one is this? This is uh oh yeah this is kind of like the conclusion to the owl part. Yeah. Yep. That is some good stuff, and it is the tip of the iceberg, <laughs> gentlemen. Tip of the iceberg. Nova eighteen. Yeah, that was a good yep. one. Um, I'm I'm, I'm heavy on that. Yeah. I think I'm heavy on that one right now. Yeah. It's leading. It's leading the pack. For real, me. real good. Uh, I like that Thor issue mm-hmm. a lot. And when you're moving next, somebody got to come, and then just X Men. Oh, Avengers World. Okay. Good, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Electra. Yeah. Electra. That's Unbelievable. something. Bloody lips, man. Bloody that's, lips. That's my character. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I love that stuff. And the art, again, the art there. I mean, the, the writing, too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. So yeah. Apologies, Hayden, for now. Yeah, come on, man. But Mike Del Mundo. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, Iron Man. Iron Pig. All this Iron things. Yeah. But Original Iron. Sin, real, real good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Silver Surfer, I haven't read that one yet. Really? I need to. Huh. And I just read Uncanny X-Men this morning. You terrific, did. terrific issue. So yeah. is it... It's terrific it, issue. So it's not hard for you to read X-Men books. It's not like, no, you know... No, it's exciting, again. Because, yeah. I mean, these are, these are... I think that was the first issue It was really Uncanny boring X-Men. for the last few years. It really was. <laughs> uh, that was the first That's issue... That's what told me the same thing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that issue of Uncanny, I think, is the first one I hadn't read the script of. Oh, cool. After I stopped working on them. And so it was really exciting to have twists and turns. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ahead of me. Uh, we've already talked about it on this podcast, so I'm not spoiling anything for you to talk about. What? Uncanny? The book? Did you talk about Uncanny? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah the Dark Beast thing. I knew that. Well, no, we didn't say that. We didn't yeah, say that, but thanks go. for spoiling it for well, everyone else. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's all right. You're being coy. We'll, we'll fix You're it. Being we'll fix McCoy it. Just about beep it. it. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Um, no. <laughs> but the. Uh, the ex, the heroic turn for that young ex character, yes, <laughs> uh, was fantastic. We did talk about that, so I can say hijack. Yeah, yeah. you can say hijack. Well, you know, <laughs> with what you say, what you yeah. don't say, I just I don't know. When you think you have the answers, we change the questions. It's true. It's yeah. true. Uh, but there, but no Spidey stuff. I decided everyone needed a week off. Yeah, that's fair. What's yeah. the deal, man? Yeah. How many Spider books are we getting next week? Like five, Maybe. twelve. It's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> Anything is possible in the Marvel universe. It's true. Yeah. No, we're we uh, we're about to we're sending an issue of uh, Amazing Spider-Man: Learning to Crawl today. Mm-hmm. Terrific! The third issue, of that one, the second one, I think just came out last week. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about Edge of uh, Spider-Verse for a Edge sec. Of Spider-Verse. Holy crap! We announced all those teams last week. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool stuff. Going I was on. in England last week, and I had that. dinner with, uh, among other people, Gerard Way. Nice. And so it was nice to finally meet him in person. And, and he's uh, an he's, awesome dude. I'm excited to have him starting to do stuff yeah. for us. He's an awesome dude. We've we've been talking for a couple of years now, and we. Uh, ended up hanging out one of the previous New York cons a little bit to talk and try to figure something out. We finally figured this out, and uh, and hopefully that will also be a tip of an iceberg. Mm. Um, he's having a really great time so far, and his stuff is his writing is so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that people, yeah, look out for that. We'll be soliciting that, showing the cover of that with the next catalog. Right. Um, his Edge of Spider Verse issue, but that whole thing is locked and loaded. Dustin yep. Weaver. David Hine, Fabrice Sapolsky, and Richard Izanov. Um, we've got Jason Latour and Ravi Rodriguez doing Gwen Stacy's yeah, Spider Woman. Cool. That is dynamite. Yep. Um, and then Clay Chapman and uh, Elia Bonetti is doing mm. the art with a cover by Gary Brown. That one is hell. terrifying. I just yeah. read the script. 
It is horrifying. You okay? No. <laughs> ben, I can't sleep. Okay. You just really? read the yeah. script. You've tried you, to sleep you since have, that? No, I, I, if I, I mean, if I really need to sleep, I'll just read an Avengers book. But yeah. But yeah, I'm oh, super excited about that. And then more Spider-Verse announcements are around the corner. Yeah. Can't wait for those. I, yeah. can't, wait to, I can't wait to break them. Everything's coming up, Nick Lowe. It always is. <laughs> yeah, it, you know? it certainly is. For all 21 years of your life now, everything's yep. been coming up, Nick Lowe. Yep, all my various 21 years. Yeah, yep. <laughs> spread out. Yep. So, so many, I, I love taking years off yeah. <laughs> of, of life. It's you good. Know? Everyone yeah. needs to see once in a while. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to let Pre-charge you get back to it. Thank you, Nick. Well done, as always. Always a pleasure. I'm sure. Always I mean, a pleasure to have you yeah, by. Yeah, but, you know, yeah you know, no, no. <laughs> just assume. Just assume. But I, it's good talking to all you listeners out there. I've missed you terribly. Uh, and I'll do, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. I can yeah. terrify the pants off these people. Oh, God. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. no pants going on in this room anymore nope, nope. other than me. Pantsless. Um, they're like hanging off. Of the various columns in this in the palatial right uh, yeah. podcasting room in our yeah. epic uh, recording Podcast studio. Kingdom. It's true. It's true. Yeah. All right. Bye, Bye Nick. Bye. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to get back in Wolverine the X Men. We're done. We're done with that book. It's great. All right. Finishing up X Men number fifteen, written by Brian Wood. Two stories. One illustrated by Matteo Bufagni, which has the X Men against the future. Really cool villain. So great. What's his deal? I don't really know. Yeah, he seems to be able to do anything. Yeah, and I like characters like that because then we find out what their real deal is. He is after his son Shogo, though he doesn't call him Shogo. No, um, the X Men are trying to decide what lengths they'll go to to stop him. Where is the line? Psylocke has a really intense battle with him. Nice Jubilee and Beast moment. Yeah, really like that. We needed that. Uh, and then Jubilee's gonna have to step up big time here. Meanwhile, in the backup story, uh, Bromo Superior, one of my favorite titles of all time, drawn by Phil Briones. Hellion comes to the end of the lesson Psylocke is trying to teach him in the danger room with a very interesting twist to cap things off. Totes. All right, Ryan, Twim of the Week. You've been absent, so you get to uh, get to go back to it. Uh, I'm split. I'm going to go with two. Mm. Thor, God of Thunder, Cowardly. number 23. Yep. And Original Sin, number four. Both good picks. Yeah. Uh, Silver Surfer, I'd have to put in that mix. That was excellent. Nova is going to be my pick of the week. Yeah. Really, really love that. So close. That's why, one of the reasons why I didn't uh, yeah. bring it up because yeah. I knew you were going to take it. go there. Ian Schaefer, mm-hmm. what book are you most excited to read? Uh, it's actually a good week for me because we got my top four Marvel books. All right, what are they? Set, and that's Daredevil, mm-hmm. Nova, uh, Thor, God of Thunder, and Silver Surfer. Good taste. Yeah. Excellent taste. Very good. Spite your wardrobe. Um, all right, cool. Well, we're actually going to bid adieu to Ian because it's 1245 and Blake has requested his presence. So we're going to acknowledge on the podcast that you are leaving. We keep no secrets. So you can go. Go. Thank you for all your help. Total transparency. Be gone. And we'll continue with collections on sale. All new X-Factor Volume 1, Not Brand X. Amazing X-Men Volume 1, The Quest for Nightcrawler. Both those in trade paperback. Also in trade paperback. Avengers Epic Collection Volume 17, Judgment Day. It's... What is it? I, I have it at my desk. Yeah. Is, I think Dr. Doom's in it, and there's so many people. And it's I rely thick. on you to tell me what these trades are because you have them. Um, Avengers World Volume 1, Empire. Great title. Mm. Galactus the Devourer, what's this? Um, I don't remember. All right. I have well, it somewhere. I don't remember. Bunch of, it's a bunch yeah, of, I haven't been here in a couple weeks. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of great Galactus stories, I yeah. bet. Superior Spider-Man Volume 6, Goblin Nation. Great story there. And then we come to, that's it for collections. Yeah. Uh, on the Marvel app this week, we've got um, the new special edition for Original Sin, number mm-hmm. four, as well as all the books we've already talked about. 
We've got on sale uh, Captain America, the original series, issues 417 through 424, 438 through 443, and 449, as well as Iron Fist number 6 from the 2004 series. Must have been a whole... Yeah. Right, we're the only one we didn't have. They limit. Uh, collections on the app we have Avengers Masterworks Volume 4, Journey into Mystery, Manchester Gods, Thor Visionaries Volume 4, Walt Simonson, Uncanny X Men uh, Masterworks Volume 3, X Factor Volume 11, Happenings in Vegas, and X Men Bishop's Crossing. There you go. And freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited, we've got all new X Men number 20, Avengers Assemble number 22, Cataclysm Ultimate X Men number 2, Daredevil 34. Deadpool number 21, Fantastic Four 15, FF 15, Nova number 11, Thunderbolts number 19, Uncanny X-Men number 15, Wolverine number 12, and then Wolverine and the X-Men number 39. Yeah, so much. Ben, what do we got for news? Oh, man, news coming out the woodwork. A lot of Axis. A lot of Axis. We promise you we have more news on Axis. We revealed a ton of art um, at... Special Edition NYC, we announced March to Axis, which is going to be four titles beginning in September leading into the October event, and that is Captain America, Uncanny Avengers, Loki Agent of Asgard, and Magneto. Uh, apparently, the Magneto one is particularly crucial, and but all those books are going to be big. Then Axis proper, we had a live blog slash press call with Rick Remender yesterday where we learned a lot. We learned... Axis is a nine-issue series. It's going to be going over October, November, and December. It's essentially three acts. Each three-issue arc uh, really covers a different story. We've talked about the first arc, which is really the Red Skull has gained the power of Onslaught, and it's going to take the Avengers and X-Men and everyone else teaming up to stop him. He's got a lot of villains on his side. But it's just good old-fashioned kind of crazy big event stuff. The artists on Axis, we've got four of them. Uh, they are going to be... Adam Kubert, Lanil Yu, Terry Dodson, and Jim Chung. So an artistic powerhouse lineup. We're going to have lots more Axis stuff coming uh, in the weeks and months to come. It's a big story. It's a lot of stuff Rick Remender's been building up to on Kenny Avengers, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, also announced last week, Hawkeye versus Deadpool, a new limited series coming out this fall, written by Jerry Duggan, one of the regular writers of Deadpool, art by Matteo Lolli, who is a great artist in his own right. Yeah. Um, some games news. Deadpool Pinball is coming next week. Uh, if you guys enjoy the Zen Studios Pinball games, this is the latest. This one's a little different. I was talking with Mel Kirk from Zen on the phone yesterday. He said this is the first one where a character actually interacts with you while you play pinball because Deadpool kind of gets in your face. But all sorts of Deadpool goodies in there. Blind Al's in it. Uh, Bob Agent of Hydra is in it. Lil Deadpool is in it. Uh, and we have a trailer and screenshots up. Uh, for you now to check out we launched a new avengers alliance covert op last week where you can get shauna the she-devil and i spoke to justin woods about shauna and some of the stuff to come interesting stuff there is that this is the first real tie between avengers alliance proper and avengers alliance tactics because since avengers alliance tactics takes place in the savage land that is the setting uh, avengers alliance wanted to reflect that and bring a savage land character so they went with shauna neat so there's a little tie-in there. Yeah. Speaking of Tactics, Chapter 2 is now open. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been playing? I've not been playing Tactics quite a lot, because it is a lot, mm. um, but I'm going to try to get to it soon. I'm a super jerk in Tactics, because yes. you can raid people's, like, oh, other players. You can, like, the PvP component is, you know, like, you can you steal. Take, you can take your team, yeah, go over and attack their team, so... 
who you put in your base to defend your base is actually really important. Well, here's here's a little tip. There's like no one at my base, so feel free to go. I don't. I have to find you. It's tough to find you. Well, if you find me, there's yeah. Well, there's probably nothing there though. But it's probably like like some Cheetos or something. The thing that happens is you go in, you 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 know beat their you know lowly shield agents Mm. because that's usually who you find in these things, and then that part of the base once you win that battle is just on fire oh my and God. so this once you destroy amazing. all the the parts of their base you get an extra bonus so <laughs> like you you get rewarded for being right. a jerk i gotta play me some tactics because that sounds phenomenal oh yeah i i have loaded up i'm having a lot of fun with tactics yeah. it's uh i it, the modok fight though at the end of the first chapter mm-hmm. really tough oh, i right. tried it once and i got destroyed did you make it through yet or no not the I, I haven't wow. beaten him yet. All right. Yeah. So I'm trying to get some of my characters level. All right. Tactics, Avengers Alliance, a lot of Avengers Alliance for you guys to play. And not to be left out, uh, Spider-Man Unlimited, a 3D web runner from the folks at GameLoft launched last week. Mm. So lots of games out there for you guys to play. You uh, not gonna have a lot of free time. No. Um, we were talking about earlier. I went to London, England, with Stromy. And we hung out with uh, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey, which was great. They took us to the Jon Snow pub, mm. uh, which is not named after the Game of Thrones character, just, you know, some guy named Jon Snow, I suppose. Which is good, because you can't properly identify the guy who plays Jon Snow. Oh, no. As we know not. from San Diego Comic-Con yep. a couple years ago. Terrific. Uh, Tweet Ryan for that story. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun. It was great talking to those guys. I... Kieran was telling me or telling us about a story he's got going on uh, for next year, which is going to be awesome. Mm. Um, what else? We saw lots of stuff. I can say that I was on the set of Avengers Age of Ultron for three days, and it was terrific. Uh, you'll hear about all that stuff months down the road as we get closer to the May 1st, 2015 release of that film. Uh, but suffice to say, I am totally on board and confident in this movie being freaking amazing. <laughs> Super huge, great. Uh, I have this problem with my feet, so it's hard to walk, but it's mm. easier for me to run sometimes. So Strami and I were coming back from hanging out uh, in the city, and we were like a mile away from the, the hotel. So I was like, Strami, i got to run. It'll be easier Ugh. for me to, to, to jog back. He's like, what? And so just Strami trying to oh, God. keep up with me and run was this like... amazing. It was, I think he, was gonna, he felt like he was going to die by the end. And oh, we had what? also climbed 123 stairs because the lift wasn't working and the... Well, uh, he hates elevators anyways. Yeah, well, he hates elevators. He me. hates uh, physical exertion. Yeah. It's terrific. This is a nightmare it vacation It was wonderful. Uh, but yeah, I had fish and chips and beer and... It was all a good time. And, I, yeah. I'm glad you told me that Strami story. Yes. That poor bastard. Yep. All right. Speaking of which. Yeah. Let's kick let's it over to Strami for more news. He's, if he's not out of breath still. <laughs> Hello there. This week in Marvelites, this is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom coming to you from always sunny, always gorgeous Los Angeles with the latest in everything from Marvel West. Beginning with some big Guardians of the Galaxy happenings this week. Of course, we got a new special extended look at the film. Lots of really great new footage in this new preview. You can check it out right now on Marvel.com. It gives you... uh, Personally, I think this is my favorite preview that we've seen so far because it really gives you a better sense of the emotional story that underlies everything. 
Of course, you get some more great humor, some more Rocket, some more Groot, some more Drax, some more Gamora, some more Peter Quill, some more everything. Really, you just need to check it out because, I don't know, it's just, if if you are excited for this trailer and if you love this trailer, then you will absolutely love the movie when it comes out in, like, Six weeks now? That seems very quick, but coming up on August 1st, you won't want to miss it. Then, of course, we also released a new image from the film of Jaimin Hansu as Korath, who is a bad guy, and I don't know what more I can say about him other than that. But yeah, he's a bad guy. You can check him out right now on Marvel.com, as always. We also announced this week that Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man will return with a third season entitled Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors. This season will involve multi-episode arcs. It features Spidey joining the Avengers. It features Spidey getting some new allies in the form of the Iron Spider, who will be... Uh, the mant- That mantle will be taken up by Amadeus Cho. It features Agent Venom, it features Cloak and Dagger, and also it will involve a Spider-Verse arc, which, of course, we have the Spider-Verse arc coming up in the comics, and while this is not directly tied to the Spider-Verse arc in the comics, it's, well, also called Spider-Verse, and that should give you a little bit of a hint of maybe what the story of it will be. It will also introduce an all-new Spider-Girl, and for the first time ever, we'll get to see Miles Morales, the current Ultimate Spider-Man in the comics, in animated form. So I'm very excited about that. Of course, all this premieres Sunday, August 31st on Disney XD. For more info, check out Marvel.com. And we also ran a cool feature that looked at some of Spidey's past fashion uh, changes in honor of, of course, this new series, which features the Iron Spider, which Peter Parker once wore, and Agent Venom, featuring the symbiote that Peter Parker once wore. So you can look back at some of his other classic uh, costumes right now on Marvel.com. Then finally, in other animation news, we have an all-new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash this Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. It's entitled The Hunted, and it features the leader and Archon, who, if you don't know who Archon is, is an older villain maybe from... I want to say he debuted in like the late 60s, early 70s in The Avengers. But he is that guy that is basically like a, you know, sort of a barbarian-looking type dude, but he's got the lightning bolt, like, arrow things that he, or javelins that he throws at people, and he's got the shield with the giant lightning bolt on. I don't know. I've always dug the guy, so I'm excited to see him coming up this week in Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Of course, this Friday we'll have a new preview clip from the episode to show you, so you'll be able to see that. And that pretty much covers everything I've got for you guys this week, but I will chat with you in seven more days. I wish you a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous er week, and I thank you for listening. All right.
right, thank you, Mark. Time for this week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club questions and comments. Our selection, my selection, mm. was Marvel Boy, the uh, 2000 series by Grant Morrison and J.G. Jones. Um, I remember when this when this first came out, I wasn't, I didn't read it. I read it years later when Marvel Boy was to be brought back um, in the pages of, I guess it was New Avengers. Or there, there was a reason because we were at Wizard at the time, mm-hmm. and there was this hullabaloo about the character. Came back a couple times because he came back during Runaways Young Avengers, but I, he was in Illuminati as well. And he was going to be in Avengers at some point, but right. I feel like we were already here by the time we anyway, were in Avengers. Wherever yeah. it was, there was a point where he was like, yeah, he was we found deal. out that he was a character yeah, to yeah, yeah. pay attention to. So I went back and read it, and you know, it, it's. It, it could it totally stands alone as mm-hmm. its own thing, really great. This it's um, you know Marvel Boy is this Cree from an alternate dimension who he, he's with a team of you know other Cree. They're explorers and they're you know transversing dimensions trying to get back home. And they somehow get back to they get to our Earth no. and get shot down. And for a long time, I thought this took place on an alternate yeah. reality. Um, it seemed like it did. Yeah, but it doesn't. No. It's it's our reality. Tom Brevoort straightened me out. Yeah, what did he me. say? It took place in our reality. You're an idiot. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. He, he, was very, he was very curt with me. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. You, it, you know, right away it sets up um, some really cool concepts that uh, this that the, the Kree have come up with. This traveling, uh, this plex, the... Uh, it's basically the supreme intelligence, but like a portable supreme yeah, intelligence. Like a, yeah, like like a like an iPad or an iPhone supreme intelligence. Yeah, it's pretty terrific. Uh, you you know you you establish the villain Doctor Midas mm-hmm. and his daughter Exterminatrix, um, which is just such a great twisted relationship. Really? Doctor Midas is is you know re- basically a really evil Tony Stark in a lot of ways. Um, it's like a cross between Tony Stark and Reed Richards because he's yeah. an inventor, but he's also an explorer. Yes, it's really like all the all the worst qualities of like Marvel geniuses, yeah. and even like yeah, there's some Bruce Banner in there because he experiments on himself and he becomes this crazy monster. So he's he's, he's there's a lot to him. He's a great character. He's been used nearly enough. He's he's I mean one of the reasons we I think you picked this is because him and Exterminatrix are both in Original Sin. Yeah, um, and it's great to see them getting some use again. Yeah, um, and it's just. It's gorgeous art by J.G. Jones. Lots of weirdness from Grant Morrison, which, you know, if you've read his books, you come to expect. Uh, There's a... One of the issues is all about um, the living corporation. Right. I like this because it's kind of... It was... Brand Hex. Yeah. It was like a standalone in the middle of this... Of a six-issue mini. Yeah. It was was neat. Yeah. It's really interesting stuff. Um, Like, what a great concept. Mm -hmm. And... even in that, like you were saying, that single issue amidst all this other stuff, it's got a great arc throughout yeah. it. Um, yeah, I, I would love to see, you know, some of these concepts and some of these things come back more. And, I, you know, hopefully after Original Sin, we may. Uh, but Marvel Boy's been out there and Exterminatrix being yeah. who she is. It's awesome. Yeah, like you said, I was, uh, I don't even know what J.G. Jones was doing before this. Because this is the first place I think I really saw him in mm-hmm. anything. And I, I also didn't read this when it came out. I wasn't even reading comics when this came out. So yeah. I read this years later, probably around the same time you did. J.G. Um, Jones is great. Um, especially, I, f- I feel like this is one of his best. Um, he would he would refine his style more later and do more great stuff and continues to this day. There's something just about his panel layouts and how inventive they are. But also the, 
the smoothness and the energy, just a lot of like kineticism. He reminds me a lot of um, like '90s Joe Quesada. I can in see some that. places, yeah, like, especially much. in the faces and and what he's doing with yeah. really like specific line work, yeah. uh, it's incredible. And this is a Marvel Knights book, which was yeah. it was one of the first Marvel Knights books. I think it was one of the launch books because yeah. it launched in two thousand. So, well, I guess yeah, it was a little after the launch of Marvel Knights. So this had you know Joe and Jimmy were were all over yeah. it and had they were like the Joe's editor on the book. Yep. yep. Yeah, Joe's editor and his wife is also yeah part of the editor. Nancy Dickensian, yeah, she goes for managing editor. And I think yeah. she's editor by the end. Yeah. Who did? I know I always ask this, but who did the colors on this? Uh, colors are really great. I feel like Marvel Knights always had a thing for you know they because Joe and Jimmy are artists. They really like had a full package deal. May yeah. not say. Uh, let's see colors. We've got Avalon Studios and Matt Miller. Yeah, they're they're really good. Yeah. So the whole book's really good. It's a cool little snapshot of what Marvel was doing around 2000, where it was just a lot of like, hey, let's try new stuff. You know. This doesn't need to fit. And this was a time where there wasn't events at all. Like, we were four years off from events kind of coming back to yeah. the House of M. Um, maybe more. Um, so this was just, you know, this is completely self-contained. And uh, it takes place in the Marvel Universe, but really could take place anywhere. Yeah. But if you are reading Original Sin, it's not like this is essential, but it really it just informs... Sure. How you like what you know about these characters and some of these things like mindless ones in here. Who's the the guy who looks like the thing but isn't the thing? Mm-hmm. You know what's Exterminatrix's deal? Um, yeah, it's freaking. You know what's interesting? A question we got to ask someone, Joe, preferably, is when you get to the end of number six, it looks like there's a teaser for a sequel series. Yeah, did you notice that? Oh yeah, it and says obviously uh, never happened. What is it like? Uh, Marvel, Marvel Boy, Boy two thousand one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, next time, if we ever get Joe on, I would like to ask him what what happened. Yeah. What what year was Grant doing uh, X Men? Grant wasn't doing X Men until like he did it from two thousand to like two thousand four. So he started X Men around the right. same time. He started in two thousand one. So he yeah. may have gone over to X Men and gotten busy and just never gotten back to Marvel Boy. This might have been one of those things that was like awesome and great and and. Like a cool project, but just mm-hmm. didn't sell for crap. That's true. You know, you never. Yeah. I don't know what the sales yeah. of it were back. You know, <coughs> almost fifteen years ago. Well, kind of the cool thing is when they ne- when we next see him, which isn't for like six years in Civil War, Runaways, Young Avengers. It's literally picks up right where they left off. Like he's in the he's in the cube and gets let out of the cube. So yeah. it's like nothing. No time has passed. It's crazy. In some weird ways. Yeah. So terrific stuff. Um, I do, yeah, we should try to find out some more and follow up on a future episode, just what happened with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, gorgeous book. Yeah, I feel like there's a cool story there. All right, let's hear from you guys. Um, Penelope Cat. A lot of plot elements feel familiar, but Morrison mixes them up in new ways. His dialogue and pacing feels brand new and exciting. Um, I think Ian didn't listen to what I told him to that do. That makes sense. And didn't get all the tweets because I believe there were more from um, from Penelope Cat. He might have only been looking at the uh, yeah. There were more. He might have only been looking at the top ones. Ian, you're lucky that you left uh, to go help. We don't have a ton, so I'll, I'll go through them and we'll okay. just discuss them because uh, I've got them on the on the iPad. Sounds that good. The kid got for us. Uh, Raph AB is telling someone to. Um, read the book, so thanks, Raph. Uh, appreciate that. Then, like you said, Penelope Cat, um, his 
even before that one that you All read, right. he said issues five and six, not finding a whole lot to say about these issues. It's a strong cli- climax. Did the follow-up series ever materialize? There you go. Yeah. We don't know. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, it didn't, but we don't know why. Yeah. Uh, overall, Marvel Boy is a fantastic example of how you can tell a classic story in a way that feels fresh and new and exciting. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. There's a lot of classic Marvel elements in there, just classic comic elements, and Grant Morrison is, of course, the master of, you know, coming up with new twists. Yeah, he said a lot of plot elements feel familiar, but more mm. Morrison mixes them up in new ways, uh, feels new and exciting. Also, given Novar's stated goal of reshaping Earth into a copy of Cree World, uh, makes having him as a protagonist very subversive. Mm. Yes. Oh, this is a super subversive book. Totally. Even, like, just the way he's always, like, taunting Midas, like, about exterminatrix, and, you know, he's not... He's he's kind of in the mold of almost like a Golden Age Submariner. <laughs> he's not a nice dude. No. No, he's not. Uh, Ref Gimlin has a bunch. He says, Marvel Boy has been on my reread list since I picked up the hardcover uh, just before the most recent Young Avengers series began. Onwards! Uh, a few pages into Marvel Boy, and you can feel Grant Morrison's style and play. It makes me think of his awesome book, Super Gods. Mm. I've never read that. I just finished it. Was yeah, it? a lot. It's, a, it's just a book he wrote. Uh, it's kind of like an autobiography almost. Um, but there are elements of that. Yeah, now definitely a lot of stuff he talks about the Super Gods are in play here. Very cool. Um, Robert says So Dr. Midas has some, himself some Iron Man armor, a scroll, a badoon, and looks unnervingly like the head of a celestial. Yeah, there was. There's a great scene I was trying to go over. There's a couple other things in that, in that room that. Creepy. It's like the Maestro's Trophy Room. Yeah. Oh, that is still one of my favorite, like, couple pages yeah. in Future Imperfect, which you guys maybe will pick it at That'd some be, point. That would be a good one. We'll leave thinking. it at that. Yeah, okay. we'll definitely pick that. Um, he says, uh, in the second, into the second issue of Marvel Boy, and I have another image for my Marvel NYC photo project, another great bonus uh, about Twim URC. Hmm. That's a cool photo project. Let us know more about it. Um... I skipped a couple, it seems. Um, he says, I had totally forgotten how much of a beep <laughs> Dr. Midas was. Self-inflicted cosmic radiation exposure. Fool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> Robert says, fortunately, it wasn't the 60s as Roach Boy would have taken off. Uh, <laughs> Marvel Boy's power set is awesome right out of, out of the gate. Yeah, I think that was a cool uh, twist to like, yeah, the Kree can, are, are these great warriors. But this group of Kree were in, uh, injected with insect DNA. Yeah, that was always very interesting that yeah. he's got, it's, and it's not just it's not like Spider Man where it's like straightforward. It's very like he's got these weird copycat abilities from all sorts of insects. I love yeah. that. He's fast and super strong. Mm-hmm. And scary as all get out. Mm-hmm. Um, he says Plex and Novar's rapport reminds me a lot of Nova and the World Mind. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yep, good times. Yeah. Uh, Banner, uh, Robert says, Bannerman, Bannerman. Like you didn't see the bulging muscles coming. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Hulk. No. Uh, yeah. That was I, it was a great little twist. Uh, I think that was why I thought it was set in alternate reality. Right. Because it seemed like Captain America wasn't around anymore. I'm still not convinced it wasn't originally set there and Tom's just being a, you know, curmudgeon. <laughs> Uh, Robert says, I can see myself going on a bit of a Novar binge after Twim URC. Yeah. Reading Avengers Illuminati, Dark Avengers, etc., etc. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some other books yeah. to read after this. Uh, he says, a living corporation as an enemy is such a brilliant Grant Morrison-esque concept. Kudos Grant to Morrison, that yeah. man. Totally. 
By the end of issue four of Marvel Boy, it's tough to work out who is creepier, the daughter or the father. I'm going to go with the father. Father, totally. Yeah, I'm going to go with the father. But he says at the end of that issue, that's fine. Yeah, right. Uh, Issue five answers the question, the daughter wins the wacky contest. Huh. Robert. Interesting. Yeah, still out there. Yeah. Uh, he says, you can't help feel but feel bad for Plex. He really gets mistreated. And so, the birth of Cosmic Man. It'll be interesting to see how he plays a role further into Original Sin. He had forgotten that Midas survives Marvel Boy, winding up in a mindless one dimension. That would make sense given Original Sin. And he said, Marvel Boy is a great read, perhaps for a slightly older reader, but still awesome, gritty, and off the wall. A great yeah, choice for Twin Viewers. That's fair. It's definitely not an all-ages book. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if you got a mature teenager, they can probably handle it, but yeah, not for the kiddies. No. Uh, Squirrel verse 1.1 1. 1, mm. uh, had a couple tweets. He says, uh, read Marvel Boy a few weeks uh, ago and glad I did. Love learning more about Marvel Boy. He's my, he's my favorite Young Avengers character. Nice. Uh, what happened to the cube? Is it still running? Best of my knowledge, it is. I mean, we don't see it a lot, but when Marvel Marvel Boy was there for a while, he was taken in and out of it. He didn't destroy it on his way out. So mm. we haven't seen it destroyed. Uh, presumably, it's still in operation. Just not a lot of famous inmates, I guess. So we don't we don't visit there a lot. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's that's a wrap. All right. Well, that was cool. Yeah. Just to pick up on what you were saying, if you guys want to read more. Marvel Boy, the place to pick up from here would be the uh, Civil War Runaways Young Avengers Limited series, which I believe is on Marvel Unlimited. You can pick up right from there. And then he makes his way into Dark Avengers and then into Avengers 2010 volume, and then finally Young Avengers, uh, the most recent in 2013. So that's good stuff. All right, for next Twim URC, we are going to go back a ways to what many people consider the first Marvel event in some ways. Um, the Kree Scroll War. Uh, it's an Avengers storyline. It's from the 70s. It's a lot of fun. Roy Thomas writes it. There's some Neil Adams art in there. Some, I think there's some John DeSimmer as well. I will post it up this week, and you guys enjoy. Very cool. Awesome. And with that, we are done with this episode. Sure are. Thank you, guys. This is Marvel, your universe.